This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about a cast of deadly spell. <laughs> what the fuck's name of this movie? Yeah, cast the deadly spell. Cast the deadly spell. Yes. Do it. Cast the deadly spell, which I had brought this up earlier, but I took it down for our Lord of the Rings stuff. So we bring it out a little deadly. It came out in 1991, starring Fred Ward. Yeah. And Julianne Moore. And David Warner and Clancy Brown. And others. I forgot to say it was directed by Martin Campbell, written by Joseph Doherty. And there you go. Clearly based on a lot of uh, Lovecraft stuff. What? Alex, why were you doing the, the Popeye impression just now? Oh, it was the Mr. Krabs laugh because Clancy Brown is the voice of Mr. Oh, Krabs. I didn't know that. I've never watched, watched SquarePants. Yeah, it took me aback. I learned I that like just this week. I mean, he did. He's, he's done some great voice work. Yeah. Yeah, I had but, no idea it was Mr. Krabs. The Kurgan. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Alex. This was your. Sorry, Scott. This was your movie. What's your That's history right. with it? So I remember seeing this as a kid. This was a like one of the. First, I guess, uh, made for HBO movies, made for made TV, for cable. <laughs> made for cable movies, uh, and it always kind of stuck with me. I, 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 as a kid, I was unaware of all of the 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 Lovecraftian mythos. They all kind they kind of jam in here, but um, yeah, I remember enjoying like the the, the setting and the, and the puppets and everything and. Uh, yeah, I just always had a, a fondness for this movie. Okay, Alex? I had never heard of this movie before until I watched it uh, earlier this week. And yeah, it's cool. Alright, I'm kind of the same way. Never heard of this movie until we watched it. And yeah, I was, I was my, next, my first question was, was this straight to TV or premium? <laughs> I guess it's not TV, it's HBO. But straight to... Uh, <laughs> yeah cable this yep. is never in the theaters or anything it definitely feels that way i mean it, it that's one of my things i don't talk about but like um, it's it's one it's one of those weird things where i vaguely do remember watching this in theaters but that could just be like me conflating <laughs> right but it's, yeah cool. it was was made by hbo and it shows with some of the budget but yeah <laughs> yeah let's get into it we'll talk, as usual we talk about seven items from the movie scott what's your number seven Okay, uh, so there, there's some some kind of great, you know, darkly humorous gags here with some of the violence, um, mm-hmm. and something that that made me laugh out loud uh, was I, I, in my notes I have him down as the diner guy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's on my list too. <laughs> but yeah, the the diner guy. So the guy that like gets paid to pass off the evil runes to, to Lovecraft, um, to Fred Ward's character when they're in the diner. 
Um, it eventually gets eaten uh, or mauled by whatever that, that demon was. Um, yeah, a lesser demon. Yeah, you, you see him like get mauled kind of off camera. There's some blood and, and some sound effects. And then they they trap the demon in the freezer. And then you're like, okay, that guy's dead. And he randomly just pops back up again <laughs> uh, with some great makeup, by the way. Like, yeah. It was, it was pretty gruesome. <laughs> it was gruesome. Uh, and then he just keels over. But I liked it, too, because <laughs> Fred Ward's character knew where that, that cook was. They barely react. <laughs> they, don't, they don't jump. They don't freak out. They're just like, oh, well, you know. It's kind of the yeah. world they live in. Uh, it's L.A. But yeah, I thought, I thought that was, was very funny. Yeah, so that's my number seven. All right, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is I love the intro to this movie because it's exactly how you <laughs> would hear stories from your grandfather. Uh, back in my day, it was Los Angeles, and everybody was using magic in 1948. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was that was very charming. I liked it. All right, I'm going to get one of my um, my negatives out of the way, and I kind of already mentioned Negative. it was. Uh, it, I know it's HBO, but it still it felt very much like a TV movie and cheesy and oh yeah, there's yeah. there's like no budget yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> and so that, it just kind of it annoyed 1991, me. 1991, no budget. Yeah. Yeah. That's why everything was floating. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you don't have the biggest stars here. I mean, Fred Ward, what comes straight off of Tremors or something, and was Julianne Moore anybody yet at this time? I don't know. No. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It just it. Yeah, it felt it felt what it was, and I just yeah, a little tough. <laughs> so that's my number seven. Scott, what's your number six? Uh, number six was something else that that made me laugh. I completely forgotten about um, was the the werewolf interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I you know again, the, I think the the budget kind of prevented a lot of things that they could have done, but uh, you know I, I love that they. You know, they point toward the setting that they're in. It's not just that everybody uses magic. It's that um, in, in the process of that, like, the world has changed, like, as, as we know it with, you know, there's monsters running around, there's there's unicorns, there's... Vampires. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's gremlins and other things. Um, so, yeah, like, of course there's going to be werewolves, like, but why wouldn't they just be, like, normal people where... <laughs> They're out committing crimes, and the police have to deal with them. Uh, I just like the idea of how mundane it all was uh, for for the police to have to deal with this guy. Uh, so, yep, yep, the werewolf interrogation gag. All right, Alex, number six. Number six is <laughs> in this book horror movie. We'll call it. That's the closest approximation that I can that I can make. Uh, sex for once saves the world. <laughs> typically in like slashers horror movies anybody has sex on screen they are off it's one of the tropes but this time it's the reverse i mean it was <laughs> gross underage uh, yeah, uh adulterous age sex yeah. is like eesh. but it was 1948 and everybody was using magic so i'm trying to remember at the end of cabin in the woods Mm-hmm. The whole time, I forgot, was she supposed to be a virgin and then she's not? Or or he was? No, was it was twist? No, it was her. It's like she, I think they even said she's not 
a virgin, but it's like, eh, yeah, like Gordon Weaver like, says, like, semantics. It didn't yeah, really it matter. Yeah, it said it didn't really matter. Yeah. It was, okay. She was just the archetype. Okay. I thought it ended up being, like, the dude was, uh, the nerdy guy. But anyway. Um, okay. Uh, under mm-hmm. my number six, and, um, I mean, this movie came out in 91. What, 88 was Roger Rabbit? Um, I mean, I know noir films are noir films, and they all kind of seem the same, but this is... This is Roger Rabbit Part Two. You I mean, <laughs> yeah. mentioned he's walking around in a world where there's magic. Okay, he's walking around with a world where there's tunes. Uh, Julianne Moore, Jessica Rabbit. Like I don't know the, yeah. the one scene. He goes into his office and like pulls the whiskey out and he looks at a picture of. And it wasn't his brother, but it might as well have yeah. been a brother who had a you know piano what? I dropped on his head. I, I you know I didn't think about that, Jeff. That's, that's a good point. I wonder yeah. how much of that drew from Roger Rabbit or how much of it just drew from. Just a general, like, not spoof, but just hitting all the noir tropes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's noir, but it was a lot of... <laughs> him, in, him being the outsider in this world where everyone takes it, you know, for granted that there are tunes or magic. And that, that, that scene where he goes back into his office and he pulls out the bottle of booze and then he looks at the picture of him with his best friend <laughs> who's now the bad guy, but Roger Rabbit's his brother who's dead and... She's waiting for him in the office. Like, I just, this is like, this is Roger Rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing, but that's just, I, that's what I was thinking of the whole time I was watching this. Yeah, I guess instead of Judge Doom, it's Cthulhu at the end. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good or, catch. Not yeah. Nile Life? Could have been. I, I forget which one. Anyway. Yeah, it might have been one of those Hollywood things where it's like, oh, well, we'll, we'll make something like that too and it'll get all the monies well I think I, I was reading that there's very little trivia for this at least on IMDb um, they're, they're like some of, they've been working on like a Lovecraft thing for a long time this is what got made <laughs> there it is alright uh, that's my number six so Scott what's your number five okay so number five um, I guess I guess my first three were all gags um the, the zombie construction, <laughs> yeah. Which I had to squeeze as many like jokes in there as they could of like, mm-hmm. what would it look like if a bunch of zombies were were building houses? <laughs> and like, here's some old school jokes there, like the the wall falling over. Um, you see like the zombie fall in like the the pit of cement. Um, you don't you don't see the zombie fall, but he's like sitting on a piece of wood that he's sawing at the same time like um it, you like hear stuff falling in the background like i like the idea of, of these zombies building these houses um and and how terrible they are at it but they're but nobody seems to care yeah cheap labor yeah that zombie bodyguard was scary by the way mm-hmm. it's pretty effective Good context yeah. yeah those eyes all right alex number five my number five is Julianne Moore is a freaking smoke show. <laughs> Jeebus H. True story. I mean, she's always, she's always been attractive, but in this movie, whew, I don't know what it is. The femme fatale in a, in a detective noir film. Yeah, I'm she was able to, to parlay this role into other roles. So. Yeah. This was on her, on her way up. Yep. His Boogie Nights is just around the corner. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, my number five, as I mentioned, I, I call them Cthulhu, dude. Whatever the Lovecraft, little, the big one that comes out at the end. And... I, I just, I, in my notes, I have it as just like an old one. 
Like I don't. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. think it was supposed to be a specific god. Because I know. Anyway, but I'm calling him the little Cthulhu dude. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the fact that they give her the girl, and he's like, "Oh fuck that, I'm gonna get you," and just goes back into his hole. She's got a virgin. I mean, yeah. eat you instead. That was pretty cool. Um, all right, uh, Scott number four. Okay. So my number four, um, you mentioned they didn't have a big cast, but I, I think the casting here is great, even if they're not getting the most out of some of these people. Yeah. Um, like, yes, uh, I, I, I do like Julianne Moore as Femme Fatale here. But yeah, I don't think it's her, necessarily her best work. Um, I like Fred Ward here a lot. Um, you know, he, he kind of has that look of like what a <laughs> down on his luck kind of alcoholic, uh, private eye in the, the 1940s would look like, um, hey, help, help me out real quick. What movie did we just watch with him where he's like training and <laughs> Reba Williams, <laughs> Reba Williams, the so, adventure begins. So, so we did, yeah, I do want to say that we, we did, uh, that is kind of a tribute to Fred, Fred Ward, uh, I said Fred Williams, um, to, to Fred Ward. Uh, but this is the movie I wanted to do in tribute to Fred Ward, but I also really wanted to, to save this for our October yeah, Halloween. Halloween movies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie isn't really scary, um, but it, it's definitely a lot of horror elements, to, so I think it, it still qualifies. Um, yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, great to see Fred Ward. Uh, this is kind of our... Not, not his literal swan song, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know... Too many more Fred Warburys we're going to be doing for, for the podcast. Um, so, so I'm happy that we, we got to do this one. Uh, but anyways, yeah, the, the cast is great. Um, David Warner is always welcome. Uh, as is Clancy Brown. Um, like Clancy Brown seems to be having the most fun with, with what he's doing here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that, and then the standouts were, were some of the, the, the non-main characters, like the... So Alexandra Powers was was playing the girl. I think she was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, she was like out femme fatale. Like she, her her dialogue with Fred Ward was better than, than the Julianne Moore dialogue with him. Um, and the the woman that played Kropotkin was great. Um, Arnisha Walker. Um, oh yes. Yeah. So help round out the the casting here. Uh, but you forgot Charles Hallahan. All I know him from is the thing. <laughs> oh, that's right, that guy. Oh yeah. He was yeah. The, he was the stupid chief. Yeah. Then there's uh, Raymond, Raymond O'Connor, who was the welcome to Broadway guy from The Ruck. <laughs> and then, oh, the Lillian, uh, Lee Turgensen. Turgensen? It's know. pronounced Killian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, uh, did, did you recognize um, that actor? Wait, which one? It looked familiar. So, Larry slash Lily. Oh, no. So, yeah, Lee Turgensen... He was in Wayne's World. He's one of the. His name is Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson, yeah. He's he's one of the, like mostly recognize him from Wayne's World, but he's one of the. Uh, I wouldn't call him a roadie, but like he's one of the group that helps. Like he's one of their friends that helps like run the show. Like oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, yeah, I, I did. He was, I did. Uh, I do love the casting here. Even if it's one of not, the guys like, was he? Much a listers outside of uh, Julian Moore. Oh, he was Terry. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is oh the diner owner, or the diner guy <laughs> that Scott talked about. That just <laughs> made me laugh out loud. <laughs> really good. <laughs> oh, 
he just pops up. <laughs> that was great. What the hell? My notes just disappeared on me. Oh, here they are. Um, okay, I have number my four is little mob guy. He made me laugh. <laughs> I'll get some fresh air. Yeah. I have a play in that, that uh, typical character. And... He's, he uses magic instead. Yeah, I, I, I know. He just cracked me up. I, I, did, I did like the concept for his character, which is... Like at one point, uh, Fred Ward even says like, "Oh, you don't have any of the like the old leg breakers around." I'm like, you don't know, have a bunch of like muscle and goons. You got this guy who's like really good at magic. <laughs> he was like smaller than everybody else. He's not going to get like a physical altercation with anybody, but he's, he's more dangerous because of the magic. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex number three. Already my number three. Wow. Sorry, sorry, Scott number three. Uh, so number three is is the, the sort of twist here. The <laughs> they they need a virgin for the 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 final ritual, and you know she's so like at one point they even talk about her hormones. Like she's um, you know just, yeah just a horny teenager. <laughs> so it makes sense. Like yeah she she sleeps with this guy. He's no longer a virgin, and that's what that's what saves the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize how young she was. And when he says that, he starts laughing. Like, Jesus. Whatever. You're married? We're watching Game of Thrones, so... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) All right. Alex, number three. My number three is... I like that they went comical with the practical magic effects and everything. Because with the low budget that they were working with and everything, if if they tried to make it, like, serious, it would have just come off really goofy and it wouldn't have worked. So I'm glad they lean, leaned into the uh, comedic aspects of the cheap <laughs> magic effects that they had to do. So I thought that was really smart. Yeah, but what else could they have done? This is like this is pre CGI and stuff, so I don't know what they would have done. And the for animated? TV, for TV, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, they could they they did some animated shots, but nothing like you know Ghostbusters or anything like that. Okay, uh, my number three is Fred Ward. I thought he was a really good private detective. I think he fit into this world pretty well. I'd still have to hand it to uh, Eddie Valiant over him playing the, the same character, but yeah. he, he's, he's he's a pretty good number two. I yeah, like Bob, them both. Hard hard to beat Bob Hoskins though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toons. But Fred Ward is good here, so I like it. Like honestly, only Fred Ward movie I saw before this year was Tremors. I've seen three, and he's good in all three of them. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Is he related to Burt Ward? <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> okay. Oh man, that'd be rad if he was. All right, Scott, number two. Not two. Uh, so yeah, the the puppet work. Um, yeah, like Alex said, they leaned into like making it like. Like keep keeping the horror element, like making them all like hideous, but also yeah, leaning into like some of the humor with it. Um, so like I already mentioned, you get the the gremlins, which were, were pretty cool little puppets. Oh, yeah, yeah, the gremlins were cool. Those are cool. Um, the the thing that That's crawls out of the <laughs> yeah, the demon that, that crawls out of the pot. Oh, so, that was red. That was yeah. this really good puppet puppetry, and and like I guess just like. 
the, the tomato sauce that it was supposed to be. It was like really effective until it like flew across the room. That was a little cheesy, but uh, um, the 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 gremlin, well, not the gremlin, the uh, the gargoyle. Um, I did I did laugh the gargoyle when looked kind of cheesy. The, the gargoyle when it was moved was was mostly cheesy, uh, but I did laugh when. Um, he empties his gun, and the gargoyle just puts his hands on his hips. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> um, well, it was weird that he was like all hopping nards. around. Like, uh, the, the gargoyle is probably the worst of, of of them all, actually. But uh, and then we get like the gargoyle cam <laughs> constantly. Uh, but I I really did like the the old one. Um, my 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 only complaint was that it wasn't. Um, outlandish enough um yeah other than that though it was really effective like they did a good job like with the scale and and um yeah the the thing shooting out of its mouth was pretty gross um so yeah it was it was, it was pretty cool like i think it maybe just needed like to be a little more asymmetrical maybe a few more eyes or something i don't know but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really did like uh, the the old one when it when it surfaces so. Mm. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is I like the 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 few deaths that we had in this film. They were cool. The first the one with all the paper cuts. Oh, that was gross. Yeah, that was rough. Oh my gosh! And then yeah, he slams on the ground and he's got all the cuts on his face and everything. Oh, that was great. Uh, was that the gargoyle puts his fist through uh, the lady, the crossdresser? That was cool. I was not expecting that one. And then, the, yeah, the diner guy. And, I mean, uh, what's-his-face? Tron, evil Tron guy getting eaten at the end was yeah, kind of basic. But, eh, what are you going to do at that point? <laughs> All right. Well, I agree, but I just had one of those. I The death by paper cuts is my number two. Um, that was really cool. Kind of the first death scene, right, I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really know what was happening at first. He's like, Here, he's like, take the money. And I was like, okay. And then they were all like black and white. And so why is this red stuff, these red papers? Like, oh, that's blood. <laughs> it's black and white and red all over. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really cool. And then they showed his, yeah, his, just a quick glance of his all cut up. I thought it was really cool. So I don't know how they did that. Um, I think they might have done a little bit of reverse filming on that one. With like yeah, they got think, the fans, the turbines, like yeah, the, I think Alex is right. Yeah. yeah, they have the have the papers so that they spun, and they dropped them from top, and then they were spinning down, and then they just reversed it so that it looked like they were all flying up. Effective. It was really effective. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is just the the general concept here. Um, you know, I always I always enjoy Gnar, uh, but with the the whole Lovecraftian backdrop, I think they, they actually work really well together. Uh, just mm-hmm. the whole concept of of the the Philip Lovecraft character here, Fred Ward's character, that he's like the one guy that that hasn't sold out, uh, sold his soul for magic. Uh, we even see like little kids running around, like, <laughs> yeah, do, doing stuff with it. Um, so I really like that, like kind of just playing up the the trope of. Um, like the one good cop, like <laughs> in, in a world of like corruption, and, and this it's kind of the same thing, except you know, it's magic instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, th- I think 
the the two like actually marry themselves like really effectively, um, and, and just the way that again they play up the the world here. Where you get like the red rain. Um, you see, you're constantly seeing stuff in the in the background. Well, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of this, uh, but like people just using like stuff to like levitate uh, things, um, just because they can. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we we don't get to see like a whole lot of magic of like how people are using it to get ahead. Um, obviously, using it to kill people is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, what's what's the advantage there? <laughs> like, I would like to see that shown a little bit more, I guess. Uh, but yeah, again, I I just I love the the high concept here. But what you just reminded me of another scene from Roger Rabbit. He goes into the Ink and Paint Club in this thing too, and they <laughs> instead of putting rocks yeah. in his drink, he gets fill, you know gets filled magically. Like it was, it was she, yeah, it was. Anyway, yeah, I, do, I, I do like that the club's called the Dunwich Club, which is again yeah. big uh, reference to Lovecraft. Yeah. All right, Alex, number one. My number one was Fred Ward. Uh. Yeah, the the movie I think would have fallen apart if he didn't play it so well, the the gritty noir detective. And yeah, I do agree, Bob Hoskins did it better, but Fred Ward, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if for some <laughs> from twist of fate and he was the one that played uh, uh, what's his face in Roger Rabbit. Eddie Valiant. Yeah, he's almost too rough. He for, for that movie. Though. Yeah, I don't know. they both worked well. Um, but yeah. I'd like to see him and uh, Constantine get like a, a comic book yeah. team up. <laughs> a detective that uses all magic and one that does, uses none. I want to see him and Eddie Valiant. Like, okay, you go in my world. Yeah, What's worse? <laughs> What's worse? worse? Trying to wor- live in a world with cartoons or a world with magic users? I don't know. <laughs> you have a crazy tune to chase you around t- trying to kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, my number one is the whole noir aspect of, of this uh, movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a... It's weird, because I don't think I'm a huge fan of noir, but maybe I am, because most movies that have it, I do like. So I don't know, maybe I am a fan of noir, but um, I really liked it in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. It was my favorite part of it, just that, that's the setting, the... She really did put the bump in the bump she bumped. <laughs> Good old Mary with children. Oh, remember that that uh, one story in the Animatrix? What it was like that a, a noir one? I didn't watch uh, all of the Animatrix, so no, I don't. I that one's that segment's really good. All right, that's it. Any honorable mentions or anything? Um, Gargoyle's got nards. Just. A, a little bit of cringe at some of the the homophobic stuff in the <laughs> in the middle, but other than that, yeah, yeah. it felt like it needed to be mentioned. But... Oh yeah, doesn't he say like, "Would you guys meet at a like something a, bar, like a like, fag yeah. club, or something like that?" Yeah, <laughs> which all right, it, you know, uh, you know, it's nineteen ninety one. Like, <laughs> I'll let it go. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, as usual, we're gonna rate. Uh, as usual, uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of <laughs> one to seven. Take two. <laughs> one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Scott, um, what give, do you give this? Give this a five. 
there's it's a lot of like spite the, the low budget or because of the low budget um found the whole thing you know still surprisingly charming um you know there's definitely <laughs> like we've said again uh the budget shows a lot through this movie and uh like yeah it's it's not the best example of of any particular genre it's trying to represent but um uh, yeah just a, a, a generally fun movie and uh yeah I, I would definitely recommend this to people all right alex i'm also going to give this a five uh okay. yeah I, I thought it was a pretty good movie solid uh it, was, it made me laugh out loud so mission accomplished and i love fred ward in almost anything did you know he was in time writer i didn't know he was in time writer Put that Did on you my know list. I've never even heard of Time Rider? Yeah, <laughs> I just always that was one of the movies that I saw at the movie store, just the box art. It's like, oh, it's Time Rider. We're not it's gonna not rent Time it. Cop, and it's not Time Bandits. No, Time Rider. Time Spe- Rider. Speaking of David Warner, yeah. all yes. right, uh, I give this a four. Um, I, I overall just right in the middle. It's the First of all, I'm not a big... I don't know much about the whole Lovecraft universe, so a lot of that stuff was is a little lost on me. Um, and while I didn't dislike it, I didn't like it. It's right in the middle. Like, I don't need to see this again. There's some parts I like. Some parts were pretty boring. So right in the middle for me. All right. And with that, it's time for our crossover, which is what, Scott? Uh, our, our top books that appear in movies. So not, not movies that are made or based on books, but the when a book itself is... is Featured in the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number five is um, need a, a judge's ruling on this, but I feel pretty pretty good about it. Um, is the the Dragon Scroll from Kung Fu Panda? So it's not a book. Oh, that counts. But but it's basically the same thing. Uh, yeah. So the the scroll is supposed to that, give so ultimate no power. Uh, you well, you should have seen it. We talked about that movie. <laughs> On this podcast. <laughs> oh, well, then I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there we go. The, the Dragon Scroll from Kung Fu Panda. It's my number five. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the, the actual form of the, t- the written text matters yeah. as long as it's a... All right, Alex, number five. My number five is, and I just saw the sequel to this movie, but Hocus Pocus, and I guess Hocus Pocus 2, uh, book... From that movie, which is essentially another, you know, Necronomicon. It's got an eyeball in it. So you, you watched the, the sequel, Alex? Yeah. It's I, okay. Wow, I, judgment. I know. <laughs> okay, okay, I got kids. No, no, no. I, you I, watched the sequel, I did, Alex? No, no, that was, sorry. I, I, that was not the inflection I was going for. Uh, I, I was just going to ask, like, there's like a... A surprise following for that first movie. Like I, I remember seeing that movie, but like I don't remember it at all. <laughs> it's definitely not mm-hmm. something that that I was like my favorite anything as a kid. Yeah. Right. But no, people yeah. love Midler. <laughs> Damn you, Midler. <laughs> yeah, like Laura's been talking about. It. She likes it. She remembers it from her childhood. Okay. She really likes it. So I don't know if it's a mm-hmm. came a little after us, or if it's more of a girl thing, or <laughs> it could be whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I saw it. I know the name sounds familiar, but I don't remember seeing it. I saw, like it said, I saw Kung Fu Panda, and I don't remember seeing that either. So who we were talking about? <laughs> but I can tell you I'm not watching Hocus Pocus 2. 
<laughs> oh, if Laura wants to watch it, I think he will. Yeah, well, no. Um, did you just give your answer? Yeah, who spoke yeah. to you? Said okay. Uh, mine is. I was trying to find one from The Simpsons, and a lot of them are just kind of like making fun of, like you know, from Halloween episodes where they're just <laughs> with a book in the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I decided to go off of a comic book one. That'll be the Radioactive Man number one. Oh shit, that's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, one of my favorite episodes. Jim Jubrinsky with the sideburns. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a lesson we should learn from all this, but I don't know. <laughs> Depth if I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the one with Millhouse, Martin, and Bart's share a comic book and it turns out bad. Alright, Scott, number four. So number four, I I wrestled with where I wanted this one on my list. Uh, but eventually you wind up at number four here. And that is the Neverending Story. Which I think is the oh, name shit. of the book in the Neverending Story. Yes. But it's, right. it's, so this is my number four too, and I didn't know oh. the name of the book. So I just this put the Neverending Story. Yeah, I think I think book. that's what it's my actually number called two. in there with the yeah. or the Auron on it, the uh the, the like Ouroboros. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, this this definitely like captured my imagination as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um I, I still love that whole scene where the bookstore owner is like, some books aren't safe. Um, and, you know, specifically talking about the Neverending Story and just him reading the book as, you know, like them correlating it with each other. And, yeah, the Neverending Story. Mm-hmm. I remember having nightmares of shadow facts or artifacts, whatever. <laughs> artifacts. In the, in the, <laughs> artifacts. The pit of despair, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah, there's right. an, an adult Weedle. finding out that the kid, the kid almost died in that too. Oh yeah, that's Sheebus <laughs> twice in that, and then with the wolf. Dinner for wolf. Yeah, dinner for right. wolf. Alex number four. My number four is uh, man. One of the few rom coms that I remember. I remember this was a rough watch. Like I, it was very uncomfortable towards the end. But the little black book, starring Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. You guys ever watched this movie? I did. I I vaguely remember where like she gets called out on having this book. Is that right? Yeah, like her producer made a whole like TV episode about it, and the whole the producer's like whole thing was she was gonna out her and all this little black book and our dating life and everything getting like really personal. And her goal was pretty much to implode the television station that she's working for and the whole show and everything. And it was ugh, the the ending was uncomfortable. Which is very, yeah, that's why it sticks out in my mind. And because my wife reminded me that this movie existed. Did at any point she sing Rollin' with the Homies? <laughs> she did not. Okay. <laughs> and she uh, she tried to never tell, but the producer like uh, <laughs> kind of outed her. Never she tell. didn't. Uh, she didn't have to tell. It's too bad that's thing. not like not a horror movie because we should do like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something from a horror movie, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that movie is or where it's from. I just know that stupid saying oh, you guys always tell. say. Oh, never tell. <laughs> Where'd you get that beer? Oh, never, oh, never tell. tell. <laughs> we need to, we need to bring so it back, stupid. Alex. Yeah. Bring it back. Oh my gosh. Alright. Well, my number four was never ending story, so oh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is There and Back Again, Hobbit's Tale. 
so um, the book okay. that we, we yeah. see. What? I said, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the. And I said, hmm. The, the book that we see Bilbo working on at the beginning of Fellowship, and then um, we, we see Frodo finish up and then uh, hands off to Sam before he goes off to the Great mm-hmm. Havens. Yeah. Okay, is there and back again supposed to be the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings all combined? So okay, so I I, I miss one. So <laughs> it's it's there and back again, and Lord of the Rings. That's right. He did. They yeah. Did he breaks so Frodo right. breaks it up into two different. All right. Okay. So why the hell so did it's, it's the same? Just name it's the, the same. It's all in the again. same like binding, but uh, I guess yeah, the second. I guess it and then whatever Sam puts it, whatever dumb shit about being the mayor of the Shire and Sam puts it at the end of the book. <laughs> Uh, bullshit. Maybe it's just his memoirs about Rose. Scott, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's all just shitty poetry about his wife. Yeah. yeah. Some comic shit in there. If I had one book to write in about <laughs> about my wife, it would be this one. Or maybe it's about him and his friends before Frodo that he went on an adventure to find One-Eyed Willie's rich stuff. <laughs> yeah, they did. And then how he was on a football team and they wouldn't let him play because he was too small. Five <laughs> Until the end. Hundred, hundred nothing. <laughs> Until the end when they played against somebody that they were trouncing and it wouldn't matter. Oh, that movie's sad. Jerseys. And then he and then he dug himself a swimming pool to get the hottest girl at the scroll. Yeah. <laughs> he found a kid. Hung out with He's a kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, number, or sorry, Alex, number three. <laughs> My number three he named is... all the Sean Astin movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> uh, the Book of Life. Oh, which is also kind of like the never-ending story. It's the, the title of the movie and the book that the story is being told from. It's a great animated film about the Day of the Dead. I recommend. It's coming up. Nice. It's like fake Halloween. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> Piece of shit. It's better than Halloween. Why do I get? The, what's the movie where the guy's like on a boat with a tiger? Life of Pi. The Life of Pi. Oh. Mm. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> Book, Book, Book of, of Life. Life, Life, Life of, of Pi. pi. Oh, oh, okay. Life. Okay. Yeah. Life Aquatic. <laughs> it's a stretch. What's, what's, what's yeah, that movie aquatic. with Bill Murray with <laughs> on a, yeah. on a boat? Pi. What's another movie with Pi? There's a movie just called Pi. There's oh, a movie yeah. Pi. 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 American Pie. Yeah, American Pie. Mm. One, American All right. Uh, my number three <laughs> might need a ruling. It's not so much of a book as it is a diary. And the whole premise isn't around it, but it's the Grail Diary from The Last Crusade. I will allow... I'm a bitch! That's my, my number one. It's an <laughs> honorable mention for me. <laughs> it's only... One. Jeff, it's only an honorable mention because like it's not like a... like. like yeah, it's just a diary. A book, book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But, but I'd t- definitely allow it. Yeah, yeah. It's a hardcover. Yeah. I think it is hardcover. Hey, right? Hitler signs it. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Volume <laughs> worth <went> something. <laughs> um, so yeah, the girl diary that uh, John Connery keeps his notes in and all that fun stuff. Jehovah yeah, signed by Hitler. Hitler slash uh, Amen or Master. <laughs> yeah, Grandmaster. <laughs> Grandmaster Tywin, Ty- Ty- no, what? I, fuck. Grand, I can't Grand remember Bast- any of these names anymore. Grandbastard B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Grandpappy B. Oh, Grandpappy B. <laughs> um, 
Only the Pendant Man shall pass. Yeah. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is the Princess Bride. Um, oh, Scott, damn it. So yeah, that's good. Grew, how, how did I think yeah. of never ending story but not think of that? <laughs> right, seriously. Yeah, like, I mean, it was my list, so it was probably easier for me, but like, this is, I feel like this is one of the easier lists that I've had to do, anyways, in a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Princess Bride, um, yeah, Peter Falk reading the book to, to Fred Savage. Uh, Savage. Um, as as the, nice. the things going on, it was great. So. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, right. Grandpa. <laughs> Jesus, Grandpa. All right, Alex, number two. Uh, my number two was The Neverending Story. Yeah, man, the movie was great, and then when I read the book, it was even better. And uh, for the first time in my life, I turned around and I saw what I could see <laughs> after that movie. I never, I never did that before. It was great. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two is... Um, I've only seen these movies a few times, not nearly as much as you guys, but the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead slash yep. Army yeah. of Darkness. And it would be on one of you guys' list, so I left it out. Yeah. Um, that's that's also, also, also my number one. I put specifically Army of Darkness, but yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. But all of those. Um, so yeah, I will let you talk about that then. So that's my number two. So Scott, talk about it. Number one. Uh, the Necronomicon from Army of Darkness. Is it called the Necronomicon in Evil Dead? Um, yes. Okay. Necronomicon yeah, Exportis. The, yeah, the Librum Exportis, which is not proper Latin, I don't think. Uh, um, Liberateme. I guess it could be, because X would be from. Anyways, um, <laughs> instead of like of, like. It, 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 I digress. Uh, the, <laughs> I digress. So, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the book as well from Evil Dead 2. Less, I mean, less of one, but in this one, like the book is almost like a, a little side character. Like he finds it in the the graveyard. It's got like the teeth in it, um, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's the central MacGuffin of the whole thing. Uh, they're, they're constantly mentioning it. Um, so yeah, the Necronomicon. The you'll die before you get it. <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. My number one is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Dr. Henry Jones's Diary. Not to be confused with Bridges Jones's Diary. <laughs> Completely different diary. Uh, that that was actually my original number one, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I decided against diaries. Yeah. Alright. Well my number one is the Sports Almanac from Back to the yeah, Future. Oh, good one, yeah. Damn yeah. it. That's good. I can't lose. Um, all right, that's it. You guys any, have any honorable mentions? Um, the this, this is another tough one to, to leave off my list, but the uh, the handbook for the recently deceased. Oh, shit. damn, that's good too. What's uh, that from? Beetle from Beetle Guys. Oh, that and I don't know if the book has a name, but the uh, Nicodemus's book from The Secret of Nim. That Mrs. Brisby reads yeah, from. I don't, yeah, I don't remember her name on that. Was, that's a super cool scene. Yeah. What about the teeny tiny Bible from Dune? <laughs> the Orange Bible, yeah. Yeah, the Orange Bible. Um, have, have, have your kids watched Secret of Nim, Alex? When they were younger. I should show it to them again. It's a bit It's a bit Halloween-y. Yeah. yeah I, feel like, Disney I feel like maybe your, no? your older boy is, is aged out of it, maybe. But 
It's probably still prime for the other one. Nah, they're big chickens. Still, it's got some scary stuff in it for yeah. For well, I think Don Bluth stuff typically has some dark stuff in it, but mm-hmm. it was a bit darker. Yeah, is that on Disney Plus or no? I don't know which ones are Disney. Like I know like uh, Black Cauldron is, but is Secret Nam Disney? Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, well, when, it was Don Bluth stuff was all Fox, wasn't it? At some point, yeah. So, so would fall into yeah, Disney. Should be in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's on Disney Plus, but but wasn't Black Cauldron him? But that was specific Disney. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. he was an yeah he was an animator and animation director over there for years until he got sick of it. <laughs> All right, well, with that, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So help me out with, with this one, Jeff. This is NHL. Got it. So Big when a team. Of you. <laughs> so when a team. That's a great game. When a hockey team has two goalies out there, do they like have to. Do they hold hands? <laughs> like, or, or are they like in two different zones? Do they hug each other? Yeah, I don't know how this about? works, but they have, like, I guess there's an NHL goalie tandem rankings. Like, who's the best pair for goalie? Oh. For, for I'm 22 at the same time. But there's two of them. It's tandem. They have to be. They're not on the ice at the same time. <laughs> do they, like, do they, they score extra points for doing sow cows? And, and... Do yeah, they have to share? Instead of blades <laughs> of steel, it's blades of glory. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have to share one stick and one glove? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's that, tandem. That's the rule. Like they have to be able to like change equipment quickly enough before <laughs> for the other team can can get a scoring opportunity. It's 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 like a pit stop in like Formula One racing. Like it has to happen okay. like instantly, real quick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing like goalies that can how quickly they can get into that gear though. By the we play with some goalies that are just like they show up ten minutes before the game and they're out there in five minutes. Like, how is that even possible? But yeah, it does seem like a lot of gear. Even it is just a, lot. a regular, just a non-goalie hockey player. It is. But yeah, but they my tandem. It's just your, you know, your starter and your backup or whatever. And I mean, the tinfoil alone—that's got to be fifteen minutes. So do, do, yeah. So how Jeff? How often is there like drama between? Who should be the starter between the two? Really, it would happen pretty regularly, like across the. Yeah, league. it happens regularly. Like, unless there's you know, there's a clear cut number one goalie, but yeah, a lot of teams, yeah, it's fucking right. And now, <laughs> once again, analytics yeah. and sports, like they'll be like, now it's determined that it's you shouldn't play your, your main goalie so much because they get tired, and you know if there's back to back games, you shouldn't play them, and it's a whole fucking thing. And, I mean, what do you think, Jeff? <laughs> Obviously, you want your like guy to have a break, but yeah. Is yeah, it... I mean, I, I, I dep- honestly, it depends on the goalie. Like some goalies, you can yeah, they need the break, and some yeah. If your goalie's like twenty three or whatever, like fuck it, have him run him out there until <laughs> until his legs fall off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I really don't. I don't. I don't know enough. But the goalies are fucking weird. So who knows? <laughs> That's I mean, why there's more like mental. Are they they're like the, the drummers of? Yes. Of professional hockey. <laughs> they are. Drummers. Right, it's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I, don't, I know we don't talk a lot about the MCU, but, uh, well, I, I guess you'd call it the <laughs> official Wakanda Forever trailer came out was it today or earlier this week. Um, I have not seen it yet. 
So they're definitely more into spoiler territory for anybody that cares about like what's what's going to happen with it. So I don't want to say too much, but you, you definitely see more of Namor, more Namor. Um, and, and this the one, soccer player, Namor, Namor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he he went back to uh, La Liga. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, g- give it a watch if if you are don't mind spoilers. Otherwise, stay away from it. Kind of, kind of again. Wish that I hadn't watched it. Um, still excited yeah. for this movie though. Um, this, this is definitely something that I will make a point to go see in theaters. Um, assuming that the the second coming of the plague hasn't broken out again. Um, Oof. Well, I got my booster. Yeah, we're getting get, get mine very soon. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, again, this looks it looks cool. Um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, I get I hope that they give whatever special effects company. <laughs> they're giving the last fight scenes to. I hope they give them enough time and resources to actually finish it. I feel like this has been in production for a while, but then again, the actual like shooting didn't didn't start that long ago. So yeah. I'm guessing the two have to go hand in hand. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, speaking of comics, so the other side of that coin. Uh, new Shazam trailer is out. I think it's just Shazam two. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the first one. Um, I'm looking forward to to this this next one. Uh, this time it kind of picks up where it left off, where everybody's got the Shazam powers. Um, the Shazam family, yes. Yeah. Uh, making Vin Diesel proud. Um, Speaking of... <laughs> but Black Adam comes out before that, right? That's true, yeah. yeah. We haven't yeah. talked a whole lot about that. But, um, yeah, so we have Black Adam. So but... I heard that they're trying to make like Black Adam or Rock like the center of this. Yeah, well, well they're supposed to be each other's like, yeah, like nemesis. nemesis. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Because they're obviously making Black Adam like an anti-hero rather than a straight-up villain. Mm-hmm. Right, um, like so, the Scorpion King. Yeah, just like the Scorpion King, uh, with slightly better effects, though. Just slightly, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we get a villainous Helen Mirren here. Um, I love how game Helen Mirren is for everything now. But I guess mm-hmm. once you say yes to like Fast and the Furious, whatever number they're on, like <laughs> there's there's no longer a a, a hard no. <laughs> yeah, for a particular genre. Or, or franchise at, at that point. Um, so that'll be fun to, to see here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's the thing. If people want to check that out. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, uh, in the, the video game front, uh, Overwatch 2 is, is officially out. Yeah, um, as of this recording. As of, yeah, as of today, as of this recording. Uh, from what I understand... The game's not done, just the PvP portion, because they they promised a whole PvE thing. Um, But it's free to play, unless you want to get new characters down the road, and there's some battle pass. Like, I'm a sucker. I bought the first year of the battle pass, because I still kind of want to support the game, because I I did really enjoy the the original Overwatch, at least at one point. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have not had the time to check this out yet. 
Uh, so maybe we have more to say about this next week. Um, to see like what changes there there are. Uh, there's already again new characters. Um, they've they've tweaked existing characters. Uh, the biggest thing that they've done is the teams are no longer six v six. It's five v five with oh. one tank, uh, which will dramatically uh, yeah. for for people that have played the game without getting too deep into this. That that'll dramatically change the the way that that every character plays. Um, yeah, so, it can't be shield bros anymore. Yeah, no shield bros. Like flankers become more dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, your the tanks that aren't like shield tanks. Like I don't know how that's supposed to work now. Like like the road hogs. Um, I guess you just stand in front of people. I'm not really sure, but I guess um, so. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I guess there's, there's no. Like some of the maps, um, like types got removed for better or worse. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how this all shakes out. Again, it's free to play, so it's hard to see. Like, like I, I know video game nerds love to say like, "Oh, this game's doing bad because of X, Y, and Z," or it's not making money. But I don't know how people are gonna tell when it's all just microtransactions and battle pass bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're... Um, I was gonna say that this is probably the last or. The first one was probably the last game I've played. And you talking about all that. I don't even know what the fuck. Like the strategy. I have no idea. That's probably why I <laughs> I'm just running around. If I was a shield guy, I'm just doing the whole skate thing, charging people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the Road beauty of that game, though. Is like, like you just do that or, or play Winston, play the monkey. Just jump up and down on people. like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. plop the shield down. I, I always played just like, I barely played those. Right, right. I just play like the machine gun guy, the very basic guy. <laughs> Bastion. Bastion, um, please. No, uh, not Bastion. Sorry, not him. Um, uh, Soldier seventy six. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one they made is like a joke to like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly for all the PvP or uh, first person yeah, shooter yeah. stuff. And then there was another character, but it was a fun game. But yeah, then I didn't yeah. play with strategy, so it sucked. So, so we'll again. Though we'll see like the changes that they've made, like how how popular it is or not. Uh, I yeah. I did try to log in earlier before recording, and I was thrown in, into a queue, um, to which I said "f that noise." Uh, so maybe I'll check it out later, but mm-hmm. or tomorrow. But hopefully they get that ironed out. Um, you know, I I hate to like you know we we, we all work in in tech. Um, it's so easy for, for people, the lay people to be like, oh, how come they didn't like fix this ahead of time? Or how come they can't just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. prevent all network issues from happening? Like they've, this game has been out forever. And it's like, well, they've it's, done it before. It's, it's a little more complicated than that. <laughs> World of Warcraft does it. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to kill them for having this queue, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. like if it, if it does keep up for a while, then I will start complaining. But, uh, uh, at, any, at any rate, uh, yeah, that's that's all for me. Uh, Got too Alex. many lawsuits bogging down <laughs> everybody. Yeah, uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Uh, no, still playing Elden Ring. Fucking, <laughs> I'm up to a skeleton snake boss. I pretty much built my my character to be like a glass cannon. It's a magician, <laughs> and so of course, <laughs> I come across this major boss that's like mag- very magic resistant. So. I gotta figure some shit out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you gotta figure out how to cheese. Yeah, I know. Uh, but no, because this one is like, it's a giant boss and it's a big open field, so there's no fucking way. 
It's like, I got to call in some help, <laughs> some online reinforcements for this one. But yeah, I'm still having a lot of fun with uh, uh, Elden Ring. I'm over 80 hours on it, which I can't remember any other game that I've played over 80 hours on, like wow. in recent years. It's still so, captivating me. Still like exploring new lands. It's like, I can't believe how big this fucking game is. So are you, are you an Elden Lord yet? Not yet. Okay. Almost there. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that means. I just know that that some people I know are Elden Lords. <laughs> right. uh, anything else? I'll, I'll get to Elden Ring one of these days, I'm sure. Uh, no. Oh yeah, I saw Hocus Pocus 2. It's a good family film. The only gripe that I really have with Hot- it is... Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Puto Puto solo. Oh. Is that they made the the Sanderson sisters? They tried to make them like relatable, and like they have like a very emotional ending. Spoilers at the at the end, and whatnot. Like making you like have some feelings for them, and it's like no, they literally eat children. Like in the first one, they're all evil, and in the second one, they're trying to give them like oh, they're you know they have hearts and feelings and stuff. It's like yeah, maybe when they were kids, but not you know now. It's like eh, I didn't like that. But there's some, you know, a couple of chuckle-worthy moments, but that's about it. Watch it with your kids. Still good. All right. Uh, anything else, Alex? Nope. That's it for now. All right, Jeff. Uh, speaking of video games, I finally got back into playing the Spider-Man game today. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man. I still haven't gotten that far in it, but it's fun. It don't... So far, it, doesn't, it hasn't hooked me as much as Bat- as Batman did, the, Goth- the Arkham games, but... Could give it some more time. Um, and since it's been a while since I played, I totally forgot the buttons and how to do the swing, you know, swinging and launching, and so that becomes kind of a pain. But I was starting to get the hang of it again. Um, I do like the fact the that you're swing of things. <laughs> that you are like in New York City and stuff like that. That's pretty dang cool. Yeah. Oh, there's Madison Square Garden, and that's this. And I haven't gotten you know many other places yet. But that was cool. <laughs> you just ride the subway, Spider Man. Can you? Yeah, that's that's their like. Oh, I guess you haven't gotten there, but it's your no. teleportation like fast travel method. Oh, okay. You just kind of go on the subway, and they have like this little loading screen. You just yeah, full co- Spider-Man costume, checking out your phone. I do like the the, the which is very much from the from the cartoons and stuff. Where like you have to have buildings nearby to web, but it really doesn't make sense where you're hooking onto and where you can swing through. <laughs> right? Like I love that about it. It's yeah. very. So anyway, there's that. Uh, watching, yeah, pretty much most of my TV has been with these shows and the stuff here. I did watch the first four episodes of Andor. I won't talk about it too much here because I know you guys haven't watched it yet, and we'll probably talk about it in detail further. Um, I'm liking it. It's not the best, but it's a little slow, which I kind of like. So I don't know. I, I, right now, I'm, I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm still watching it. I haven't had my Star Wars snobbiness get into it and go, oh, that wouldn't happen. That's not canon or whatever. So, so I really know nothing about these characters. So, all I know is that Andor dies in uh, Rogue One. That's all I know. Spoiler alert. Moth, moth, um, uh, so, so, yeah. so So far, how would you stack it up against Kenobi, I guess, would be the best example? Uh, better than Kenobi. Okay. Definitely better than uh, Boba Fett. And... Uh, probably on par with Mandalorian. 
Ooh, I would say okay. Mandalorian feels more Star... This doesn't really feel Star Wars yet. Like, there's very little to, like, act... You could, this could almost be any sci-fi movie, except for there's a couple little things that have happened that are Star Wars, but mostly... Which I kind of like. But, um... So, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of hooked after the first scene. It's really cool. It almost feels more Blade Runner-esque than Star Wars. I, Ooh, that makes sense. Um, you know, just a guy walking through rain in the sci-fi city. I don't know that <laughs> Blade Runner, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Blade Runner. Um, there's not many return like so far characters we know. It's pretty much him, and yeah, so far Monwatha is the only one. Which there shouldn't be many characters we know, right? Like maybe we're gonna get Princess Leia's dad, who I can't remember his name now. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, and yeah, I don't know who else we should meet. That might just be it. So, yeah. I don't know if Obi-Wan will show up in this or... It's about, it's five years BBY. So five years before, basically, A New Hope. Before the Battle of Yavin. So that's the timeline of this, which I didn't know. Okay. And I guess Rogue One is what? Was that year zero two? Because, I mean, I guess it yeah. leads right into Star Wars, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it would be... Oh, so, okay. Hey, hey, Speaking of... Whittaker? Is he in the show? Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen him yet, but I Soul think Guerrera. Saga where it, I yeah. think he's in it, but I don't, I'm not sure. So, just bring this all the way around. Uh, the actress that plays Bon Mothma, um, Genevieve O'Reilly, is the, the voice of Moira from Overwatch. Oh, okay. From Overwatch Deuce. The voice of Moira in what? Overwatch. In Overwatch. Which one was she? Which character was that? She's one of the support characters that she she has like a, a like orbs. a healing stream, but she throws out these orbs. Like one does yeah. damage, one does healing. She mm-hmm. can she can do like these short teleports. She's Irish. Is she added later on, <laughs> or is she in the original character? Yeah, she was introduced a little later, but she's been yeah. around for a while though. Mm-hmm. She's one of my I think, healing mains, support mains. I would just use that was the other character I played that Mercy the the healer character. that was another one I played that was oh, they, I know they changed their character <laughs> so much in, in the later years of the game that it's like I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore <laughs> where was pretty cool Speak, speaking of yeah. which guys it's time to play um... oh that's right we're almost to Junkenstein yeah. Junkenstein oh yeah, yeah. yeah gotta... now, now this should be the cross play as well there was cross yeah. play before late game Overwatch right no, last I think it was available for last last year during. Uh... Okay, so it should I don't know looked... I don't know if it's going to be out of the box for two though. I mean I would imagine it would be, but hmm. well I guess we'll see. Well, yeah. Hopefully it'll be just, it's on the first one only because that's the that's the only one I have and I'm not going to get the second one. But I think this, the the first one is gone, Jeff. But the yeah. second one is free to play. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. So there you go. But what, maybe the first one's gone. I can't even play my first game anymore. I think it'll automatically upgrade it if you try to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but yeah, there's no, there's ex- no like Overwatch one server anymore servers. Huh? As far as I know, I think it transfers your characters though, right? I don't know. I wasn't able to log in. Oh, um, that's right. I mean, right, it's, it's still it's still the same roster plus some new people, um, some and some changes again. But uh, yeah, anyways, well, yeah, we should so. we should see about doing some Junkenstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assuming that it, that's even a thing now that it's five players. Well, that's, that was only four people anyway, so yes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So we'll see. 
Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, and I think that's everything I got. So, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.